This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, we're fueling the faith and work moving five days a week here on I Work For Him, trying to provide you resources to help you connect what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. Ladies and gentlemen, when that happened in my life, My life turned upside down or probably right side up when I understood that God really cared about my work and had a calling on my life and that in order to be in full-time ministry, I didn't need to quit my job and go to seminary that I was already in full-time ministry doing my job each and every day. Hey, we want you to engage with us. Please check us out on I Work For Him. IWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. And however you're listening to us, always please check us out on Facebook because all the latest, greatest information is out there. We want to hear from you. That's a great way to comment to us. Or you can always use the I Work For Him listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Theology of business. You know, many would say that this is not only wrong theolo- theologically, but the two have nothing to do with each other. That's how I was discipled. If you're any kind of regular listener to I Work For Him, you know that there are two Definite, that these two definitely have lots to do with each other, theology and business. You see, our Savior was an entrepreneur. He carried, he carried on the family business. In fact, it was likely that he was working his father's shop at a very young age. And since Jesus was also God, I would say that there's very much to say about theology and business, and Jesus definitely did. He had more parables about the marketplace than anywhere else. He performed more miracles in the marketplace than anywhere else. Why is it that you and I struggle so much to connect our faith and our work? I think we were trained that way. So off we go today to Houston, Texas, to a many-time guest, Darren Shearer. It was an excellent website, theologyofbusiness.com, theologyofbusiness.com that I want you to interact with and where you can also get access to his fantastic books, Marketing Like Jesus, a number one bestseller on an I Work For Him list for sure. And I don't know about the New York Times, but they might get it wrong. Marketing Like Jesus, fantastic in the marketplace, Christian, as well as his often blogs and podcasts. Darren Shear, welcome back to I Work For Him. Great to be back with you, Jim. I'm starting so, to think this is the I Work For Jim show. I've been on here so many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when you start <laughs> to get a paycheck, then you could think the, think about that. When you get a paycheck from I Work For Him, then you really know something. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah, okay. All right. So the book business, and I know we're, we're going to talk about so many different things today, Darren, but it's been a long time since they had you on. Are you working on a new book right now? 
So we're going to talk about this course, and this course is actually going to be developed into a book. Ah, okay. So we'll save that for later then. We don't want to spoil it. We don't, spoiler alert. We don't want to spoil it. All right. So let's just start off with asking this question. Darren, you and I have been friends now a number of years, and I'm very, very thankful for that. How does the I work for him message, the actual word I work for him, which is one word when you look at it the way I did it, how does that resonate with you? You know, one of the things that attracted me to becoming my own boss, so to speak, as an entrepreneur working from home is that I was my own boss, right? And the thing that as a Christian, that is just not true <laughs> because uh, whether you're an entrepreneur, and, and I, by the way, I also discovered that when you go from being an uh, employee to now you have clients, now you have a whole bunch of different bosses, but ultimately it's God that I work for. And so what that means for me is that I need to do things his way in, in my workplace and ultimately uh, not just work for him, but allow him uh, to work through me. So talk to me about that. What? So you were in seminary when this all, is that when your eyes were really opened up to the idea of connecting faith and work? I mean, when did your, I mean, did you hear this at a sermon in church? I mean, how did you know that there was something way bigger out there that my faith and my work should be interacting completely at all times? It was before seminary. I was serving in the Air Force, and I was I remember leaving work, leaving the base one day. And I was about to go and do some volunteer work for my local church. I was, I was working on, in the parking lot ministry. I was taking teams out to go do street evangelism every Friday night. I was, uh, you know, leading the music at the church with my guitar and doing a lot. You of can sing, quote unquote, ministry. I, I do sing. It's I did been not a know little that. While since I've kind of done that. Hey, Michael, um, cue up some guitar most, music yeah. so Darren can sing for us. We got, we got, we got to do that. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm just kidding. no. No, don't do that, please. please, please. My, your listeners might start falling fast. Um, but so I was doing a lot of what I thought was ministry activity. I mean, I grew up, my dad's a pastor, so I kind of thought this is what ministry looks like, doing these sorts of things. And I was leaving the base one day, and I'll never forget driving over those railroad tracks. The Lord said, this base is your ministry. And that was the day that I had a paradigm shift. And I got a hold of some of Oz Hillman's books. And and shortly thereafter, interestingly, he actually came and spoke to my church. And, and that's when I started to dive deeper into what is what does this mean that my work is my ministry? And boy, hearing it from Oz, and you know that that's how I first was, my eyes were opened up when I got one of Oz Hillman's devotionals. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. nobody ever told me this stuff. And I was an old guy by then. I mean, it just, it, I was almost 40 years old when I really started to get this. And that's why I'm so passionate about being on the air, because we're hoping that we can reach the younger generation so that they don't waste any time like I did. It just, it, it's sad. Well, I'm excited that you you got so many things going on. You, you got the Theology of Business website. You got High Bridge Books where you're helping people write books and you're writing great books. And you're getting involved with the Christian Leadership Institute, which we're going to talk about that in a little while. Your latest book, The Marketplace Christian, it was an outstanding hit. But did it sell as well as Marketing Like Jesus? I mean, it, it continues to sell. And the main way that it sells is is people who are leading small group studies. And there are Christian business professionals, as you know, Jim, all over the world that are getting together, and you've used it for 
for groups as well. You bet. And, and they're using it as a, as a resource to help people understand, get a, a framework for what does it mean uh, that I'm to make disciples in the business world? What does it mean to uh, work for the Lord in the marketplace? Well, what's most unique about that book was the spiritual gifts assessment that you put in there from a marketplace perspective, because so few, I mean, I've never seen a spiritual gifts assessment that identified my marketplace skills as spiritual gifts. Because for me, one of the my top spiritual gifts on your spiritual gifts assessment that you put together as part of Marketplace Christian was networker. And you know me very well. And you know, it is truly a gift I've been given. And I never thought about the fact that that was a gift from God. I just thought, well, I'm just a good networker. But you identified it as, hey, I'm a connector. I'm a networker. That's one of my spiritual gifts. And and it's enhanced because of the Holy Spirit. That's fantastic. Nobody would ever told me that. And since I took that test, well, gosh, that's three years ago, I think, already. That permanently changed my perspective on the gifts that I've been given. I love that. It's actually being used, both Marketing Like Jesus and the Marketplace Christian are being used in Christian universities and business schools. So that's exciting to be able to make an impact on the next generation so that they don't have to figure this stuff out late in the game uh, like a lot of us. Well, if they want to get, if people listening today want to get a copy of, I should have hit you up and said, send some of these babies to me so I can give some away. But if people want to get a copy of Marketing Like Jesus or Marketplace Christian, what, what website should they go to to get those? You can just go to theologyofbusiness.com forward slash shop. Or if you just go to theologyofbusiness.com, you'll see where to get it. All right. So let's just talk about theologyofbusiness.com. It's an excellent website where you can get all kinds of great information connecting theology and business. What can people expect when they go out to theologyofbusiness.com? So I, uh, I don't put the content out like on a daily basis. I mean, I really have to dive into the subject matter before I'm going to write something or do a podcast episode on it. And, and so I, I just try to be very thoughtful about the different facets of business and what is the biblical perspective on that particular topic. And, and in the process, I've been interviewing others who have unique insights uh, into the different facets of the theology of business. Maybe in, in many cases, they've never kind of framed it as a theology of business, but nonetheless, they have a lot of insight into it. And, and uh, I mean, everybody from uh, venture capitalists to small business owners, professors, and I've interviewed many of them on the podcast as well. And and well, something we're going to talk about today is the Well, you know what? Hang on. Hang on to those course. thoughts. we got to take a break. We're talking with Darren Shearer from TheologyOfBusiness.com. That's the best way to find out all about his stuff. He's got so many other things he's doing. Highbridge Books, Darren, is one of your other business trees that you're involved in where you help people publish books, and they're excellent books. In fact, I ran into a guy in D.C. who's writing his book through you. It's How cool has Highbridge Books been for you? It is such a joy. I mean, it, just to be able to to help these incredible authors get their message published and to help them figure out how to get that out to the world. And, and more and more, just because of... Uh, theology of business and how it's kind of camped out in this in this uh, arena this conversation 
been getting more and more authors that are writing books, uh, the Christian professional growth books. So, uh, you know, Ford Taylor is a, a good friend of both of ours, and, and I know you've had him on the show as well. And, I mean, he's just an example, uh, really a shining example of one of our authors that's making an impact in the marketplace. And just being able to partner with, with authors like this has been so fulfilling. All right. So on Theology Business, we were talking about that, and I had to interrupt you because we needed to go to a break. But you've got podcasts from tons of really, really famous people. People have got great stories to share. So there's a lot of resources out there. Also a lot of great articles. You, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, been uh, been real fortunate to be able to get some great guests. Um, you know, one that I just had on most recently, his name is Henry Kastner, and he has a venture capital firm, you know, like a Silicon Valley type venture capital firm that invests in what they call faith-driven entrepreneurs. And so they're working in, you know, all over the world in Muslim countries. And so they don't necessarily, uh, you know, be, they try not to be too explicit in some of those countries um, in terms of the, the, the theology and all of that, but they're, they're looking for these faith-driven entrepreneurs. So we got to talk about, what does that look like in a very pluralistic, uh, you know, kind of global uh, approach to investing in tech startups? You know, you've had a lot of great podcast guests. You've written a lot of great books. You represent a lot of great authors. Have you ever interviewed any great Christian talk radio show hosts? You know, but today, we need to put that on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just want to make sure I put that plug in there, because I see all the names, I'm like, wow, how come I'm not on that list? Even John Ramstead with Eternal calendar. Leadership today has put me that, on there. Jim. All right, I'm a, I wrote it down. I'll make sure. All right, listen, when we first talked, the first show we did, I think you were like in the waiting room waiting for your first baby to be born. Then since then you had baby number two, you got some exciting news for the iWorkFrame audience, don't you? Yes, we've got baby number three on the way due in September. And so we're going to be finding out the gender next Tuesday. Doing the whole gender reveal, you're gonna, you know, they got all kinds of creative ways to do it. How are you guys gonna reveal the gender? You know, I can't tell you that right now, Jim. No. Oh, oh. So <laughs> even how you are going to do it is a secret. <laughs> Oh no, the gosh. truth is, we're still we're still strategizing on. Okay, that. you're still strategizing. Okay, okay, all right, got it, got it. Okay, well, listen, the I work for him listening audience. Congratulates you and your bride, and it, we're excited to you know welcome number three sure into the I work for him family. All right, so Appreciate last year, I just want to go off topic for just a minute. Last year, Hurricane. Har it was Harvey, wasn't it? It seems like so long ago. We got impacted by Irma, so I forgot about all the stuff that impacted you guys. Hurricane Harvey, you know, dumped, I don't know, 50, 60 inches of rain on Houston, Texas, where you're from. How did that event impact your ability to minister in your neighborhood and in your town of Houston, Texas? Well, for the first several days, we were our neighborhood was landlocked. Uh, fortunately, none of our close neighbors were uh, really affected. Um, but it was as the water started to go down, the roads started to open up, that we were able to get out and go and see the damage. And so, 
you know, to go into one of our uh, church members' house and help them just just with the demolition. I mean, it's it's pretty sobering. You know, you go from one day where you're you're focused on getting that next that next client, um, you're focusing on just kind of the nuts and bolts of your business, and then. And then you go walk into somebody's house that is entirely gutted. Like literally there is nothing inside this house. We're even ripping the wet sheetrock off the walls. And it just really puts things into perspective and things just really kind of came to a halt and people are still trying to get back on their feet. And, and it definitely made me appreciate the church, you know, as we get more and more focused on what God is doing in the marketplace it's times like that where you really appreciate the the local church. And if it wasn't for the local church in our area, I, I shudder to think how many people would would still be trying to, you know, rip that sheetrock out. They, I mean, our church, they put together a schedule and allowed you to go and sign up uh, to go and help out at specific people's houses and just so proud of the body of Christ uh, throughout this whole time. It was an amazing time. And I, I remember when Martha and I hit in, headed into Texas in mid-November and just crossed the border from Louisiana and then headed north up to Waco. And the, the side roads, long before we got into Houston, the side roads was amazing. The stacks and stacks of garbage for as long, I mean, for dozens of miles, people, everything from yeah. their house out along the curb, just waiting to be yeah. picked up. But that was two and a half months later. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah I just rode by uh, last week and on on that stretch of I ten, and you know it's still a lot of places boarded up still. Well, and how about the fields with cars stacked in them? Are they still along the highway? Uh, they've pretty much gotten rid of those as far as I could tell. Okay. That was an amazing sight as well. Well, it's, it's just kind of cool. And I know that the local church from all across the country came in to help people in Houston, but I, mean, I just, it's, it's easy to forget because it's six months ago. It's easy to forget the devastation. 60 inches of rain is a lot of rain. Yeah. How, uh, but I mean, so is there still needs? I mean, do people still have needs? Are the insurance companies catching up? I mean, what is the status of Houston, Texas? Yeah, I mean, it, it, things look pretty normal. I mean, a lot of the, the businesses that had been destroyed, I mean, some of them, they just never came back. Right. Um, and then, but then a lot of the other ones have, have since opened back up. But it, it does appear that, it, I mean, it's hard for me to say from my area, um, things are looking much, much better, but I mean, I think from some people I've talked to, they just kind of left the area. Um, they just decided it wasn't worth it to, to rebuild. And so, yeah, I mean, I know some people are still waiting on insurance money, but it's, uh, it's a long process. It is. Well, and it's just the reason I want to bring it up is it's so often as an audience, because we're all across the country, we don't think about the individual impact uh, on people's lives of a storm like that. And it's not and it's impossible. Just like the people in Marathon Key, you know, they, it's going to be 10 years, they say, to rebuild Marathon Key after Irma. Uh, you know, 10 years. You know, people started moving on in October this year. 
last year. Yeah. You know, and you're talking 10 years. It's just incredible. All right, I want to make sure hey, we I had highlight... a cat for about three months, by the way. <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you're allergic. I know you're coming to our house. I don't know if you're allergic to cats, but, but one of our um, family members, they lost their house. Uh, my my uh, future uh, brother-in-law, and uh, and so we took in his family's cat, and we had him here for about about three months. <laughs> That's an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because cats are so friendly. All right, so yeah. <laughs> I want I want to talk about hybrid books for a minute because there are people out there listening going, I got a story that people need to hear. Who is the perfect client for working with Darren Shearer and hybrid books? Yeah, C.S. Lewis said we don't need more Christian books. We need more books written by Christians. And and so maybe your book is in, quote-unquote, theology or a Christian living book, but you're bringing a Christian worldview uh, to a particular topic, you know, whether it's leadership, whether it's business, whether it's uh, a family issue. We have authors, a lot of them just sharing their remarkable stories of how God has redeemed their lives through just unthinkable circumstances, and we've got books on um, uh, how to walk through autism. If your child has autism, like how do you walk through that um, with the Lord? And and so all different topics, and we're really trying to disciple, uh, make disciples uh, through these different conversations to point people to uh, to the Bible, to Jesus, to help them cultivate uh, a biblical worldview. Well, Darren Shearer is an often guest on the show. He's got some phenomenal books out there. And boy, if you're a business person or you run an organization, Marketing Like Jesus, phenomenal piece for you. And Marketplace Christian, another phenomenal piece. Literally, when you get two bestsellers from one guy, you got to know you got a great author. Darren Shearer, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. All right. I know I just make you giggle, don't I? You're like, wow, nobody else talks to me like this. My wife, if my wife, I should get my wife on the air. You should, you should hear what, what Jim says about me. All right, I'll make sure I pump you up real good when we're having dinner uh, in, in Houston, Texas on May the 9th. All right. So here's the deal. You are, you've got some exciting stuff going on. I asked you about, Hey, what's the next book you're working on? And you hinted about something, but you, why don't you tell the listening audience what your next big project is, and then you can introduce our our guest that's joining us. Yeah, so the course, when I went to seminary, I went to business school, and there was a course that I really wanted, but I didn't get from either one of those programs, and that was a course on the subject of biblical standards for businesses. And I wanted to kind of get more specific than your work in business matters to God, because if that's true, then the Bible should have some fairly explicit guidance about how how every facet of my work in business does matter to God and what God's perspective is on it. And so I wanted to know how is the Christian faith practical in business? And so I've created the course that I never got in seminary. It's basically a seminary class designed specifically for business professionals that has the practical application of a business school course. Wow. That's a lot. Well, and you're doing this in conjunction with Christian Leaders Institute. Why don't you you introduce our guest? So welcome, Henry Riango. Henry is the founder of the Christian Leaders 
Institute, which I discovered it uh, not too long ago, but it, it I think there are over, over 200,000 people that have already gone through these uh, first-class programs, so I'm going to have Henry share a little bit more about it. Henry Ryanga, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you very much, and a very awesome program you've got going here, Jim, and um, in these books there, and we're thrilled to connect with you and have um, the people we're reaching connect. Christian Leaders Institute, really, if you say, where's our sweet spot, it really is the person who would be the profile of the Apostle Paul in this way. He was a tent maker. He was in the ministry. Now, the issue with that is if you're going to have that sort of lifestyle, um, you can't be in debt very much. Because if you are in debt very much, you won't make it because you can't, like, um, how do you learn ministry and how do you do um, business type of things, have debt and pay that back with. So Christian Leaders Institute is free, high-quality training that includes ministry topics, enterprise topics, um, business topics. But core of the whole thing is where Darren comes in. Why do we do it? It's the worldview that Christ is Lord over every area of life. So, have, you know, in working with Darren Shearer, and you know he's got a natural talent and a natural leaning towards really helping people connect what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their 9 to 5, which has been super helpful. When I, when I presented Darren's books to a couple of groups that I led, people were like, how did this young guy get all of this biblical wisdom? It's incredible. Why are you partnering with Darren Shearer to develop this, this biblical standards for businesses course? You know, I think core is him. I just, I see him like the Apostle Paul. I see him bivocational. I see him out there. Um, He could go get a ministry um, type of position, or he could get a business position. But that we even, you know, after talking to him, I was inspired to call an entire degree program. I used to think of it as the bivocational program. We renamed it the Marketplace Ministry Program. It brings in um, that, you know, reproducible way. You know, the early church did not have a lot of fun. Now, I want to first of all say, I like vocational ministry. Um, I'm all for it. I was a vocational pastor. I, I'm all for that. So, I, you know, the Apostle Paul even is, was all for that as well. But if we could find that reproducible place worldwide where we integrate um, good, solid, um, reproducible, sustainable believers who are well-trained in ministry, who operate that way, that is a very powerful place for Christianity to be. And that's how the early church started. So when right. I met Darren, I saw that in him. Wow, I love that. Now, Henry, one more question. We're going to pull Darren back in the conversation. You, Christian Leaders Institute, you said this is a free program with up to, as I went on your website, I think it's got a hundred, you've got up to 150 credit hours out there available for people to learn. Who is the typical student out there studying what you guys out, offer out there at ChristianLeadersInstitute.org? Well, we're in 171 countries, and like you said, um, almost 200,000 people have started. Um, there's been 15,000 graduates along the way, um, and it's free. And what's interesting about free is that the currency has to be your calling, not necessarily tuition. A lot of times somebody will go into college, there's so much tuition involved and everything, it forces them to get that, even if it's not really core to their person. At CLI, Christian Leaders Institute, people start, and 
the calling drives them to get the next thing done. And we have, um, we, we give an opportunity. And the who is the person? The person that has very little resources. So we're talking often ex-prisoners, ex-offenders. We're talking the people not with a lot of money. We're talking um, people, uh, single moms, who feel called the ministry, the women's ministry. Um, we're talking guys. Um, we're talking, um, you know, many times those disabilities. However, just recently, in the last couple of years, our professors are very renowned. We just signed on Dr. Roy Clouser, one of the winners of the Templeton Award for a philosophy class, to um, talk about Christian philosophy. He's into two courses. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to get very much mainstream people as well who want to be marketplace ministry-oriented very much like Darren is advocating in his writings. Well, so let's talk about this, Darren Sure, You decided to write this course, Biblical Standards for Businesses, really how to get it done. Who's this course for? So it's for business professionals. And to be clear, that's about 85% of the Christian workforce are people who work in a for-profit business. And and this is especially for business owners and entrepreneurs, but but fundamentally, it's for people who want to understand what does the Great Commission have to do with the marketplace? And, and because our calling is not just to go and make profit, it's to go and make disciples in the business world. And, but yet there's and nothing so wrong with making that, profit. I just want to ask, there's nothing wrong with making profit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Profit helps businesses grow and not die. But it's not, you know, you don't come in to life for the sole purpose of breathing. Um, the profit is like is like air. It helps you to helps your business to grow and not die. But there is a purpose far beyond that. And so what does it look like to make disciples? What is discipleship? It's setting the standard. And so for Christian companies, that's what we're called to do. We're called to set the standard and and what does that look like in all the different facets we have to set the standard in management and marketing and sales and innovation and so it's not just about passing out tracks uh, or putting a christian fish in your logo it's much more than that it's, it's fundamentally about setting the standard which is the ways of god well you, you know, know it's interesting i'd like to chime in here real quick do okay. you realize in the early church the word deacon got to be the leadership orientation because it meant to serve, to um, be a steward for the king. It meant to bless others. And when you set a standard for business, you know, I've always noticed that the businesses I go to are the ones that I really feel the deacon, the service, that they care about me. They really care about my life. In fact, I want them to make a profit. I want them so that they can serve more people. And, you know, that's that's the sense I got when I was talking to Darren about these things. So, Darren, what I, you, I've read Marketing Like Jesus, read it three times. That was an incredible amount of detail on how to look at your marketing strategy to market like Jesus. So that's, that's one of these categories you're talking about, right? I mean, what are, some of the, what are all the different categories you're planning on laying out the biblical standards for businesses? What are some of those categories? Well, for example, one of them would be, and some of this is going to be kind of how do we think about these different topics from a biblical perspective? Um, one of those is, is innovation. And so there's kind of this craze right now to, to be disruptive 
and you want to be a creative. You don't want to do anything that isn't kind of out of the box and all of that. And yet, Ecclesiastes tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. I think and Solomon said it first. Solomon said that first. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in the book of in the book of oh Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. I thought you said some Russian name. I apologize. Here's my old oh, man. No, 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 no. I apologize. Yeah. And, and so and so what we're what we're called to do is to we are not um, we're not just disruptors or creators. We are we are makers. We are formers and reformers of what God has already made. So that really is a starting point for understanding how we think about innovation. Management is another one. You know, one of the things that we seem to be kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're all about leadership, right? I mean, Christian Leaders Institute. If you were to put Christian Management Institute on there, how, how attractive, how much more attractive do you think that would be? Probably not very much more attractive. So, and, and so did Jesus talk more about leadership or management, Jim? He talked about leadership, and he talked about money and possessions. He talked about, he demonstrated leadership, servant leadership everywhere he went. He demonstrated these things, but in terms of who the main character in almost all of Jesus' parables was oh, the not sort of this out in front, kind of take the hill leader type that we have, like a general patent style right. leadership, but it was a steward. It was a manager. Right. And that really is how God wants us to view ourselves as stewards uh, of his creation. Absolutely. And, and so those are some starting points for understanding how we think about the biblical standards for businesses. Henry Ryenga with Christian Leaders Institute. Who should best be connecting with you at christianleadersinstitute.org? If someone wants an opportunity to take that next step in ministry-related topics, um, enterprise, marketplace, ministry, business-related topics, economics, philosophy, um, and our new initiative is our Restorative Justice Initiative. We're working with the Michigan Department of Corrections is our launching um, group where, like even judges and uh, probation officers, will exchange prison time for mm-hmm. getting Christian leaders in two classes done. So that could go throughout the whole country. That's and fan- it's amazing that, you know, it, it, and, and again, Henry, we got to take a break. Got to take a break. Hang on with us just a minute. All right, we've got Henry Ryenga on here from Christian Leaders Institute as well. Darren is working on a huge project, writing a huge curriculum set for Christian Leaders Institute. Henry, I apologize. I had to, you know, cut you off on the break. You were talking about the people that would be perfect to engage in the ChristianLeadersInstitute.org program. Finish up that conversation so we can make sure people are checking you out on the web. Okay, so I would say anyone that looks for an option, maybe you can't afford to go to college. Um, even Calvin Seminary, Northern Baptist Seminary, Western Seminary will take you if you get our bachelor degree, and you can get a bachelor degree in the official one they want. There's a there's a fee of two thousand dollars for a four year degree, and then all this official stuff that is not the classes are all free, but they have all this extra stuff they want because of accreditation. But mm-hmm. our goal is to give options for everyone. And when we expand down to the business program, we'll have a business degree and we'll essentially be, you know, free the classes, a couple thousand dollars for the official one. Um, we're also working on a national accreditation right now. And I can't tell you the company because then they don't like that. But the bottom line is, is these are high quality professors like Darren and other high quality professors with quizzes and the lectures 
And one thing you got to do is when you start, you take a scholarship class, and you have to find a local mentor. So the philosophy really is this. It's will being the cognitive insights high quality to you and your local mentor. And you and that local mentor, that's the school. So the relationship of the student with the apprentice, the mentor, is we deem the cognitive stuff of there. If you have a pastor, if you're in ministry, or a business leader to connect to, or a bivocational leader to connect with, um, it, we believe this is going to be the new paradigm of how education is going to be affordable, accessible to the entire world. 92% of the world does not get access to quality education, higher education. And with CLI, anyone in any country who has a smartphone, a tablet, or an internet connection, can have high quality education now. You know, that's, uh, that's fa- it's fantastic. Right. I love that. I love that. And we can tell you're very excited about it. Henry Ryenga with the Christian Leadership Leaders Institute, ChristianLeadersInstitute.org. Thanks for being part of our work for him today, Henry. Thank you very much. And I, I just love your program and look forward to listening to it more. All right. Well, thank you, Henry. Drive safe. I want to make sure people know, Darren, that, that where they, they can connect ChristianLeadersInstitute.org. When will your pro, when will your biblical standards for businesses course, when will that be online? It's going to be online this summer. So people should go ahead and sign up because there are other courses. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be prerequisites to this course, but the different courses are packaged into different certificate programs and degree programs. And so go ahead and get a a jump start on some of the other courses. Well, here's my question, though. You're talking about your biblical standards for business. And here's some of the business topics that will be covered from a biblical theological perspective. You said this. These are some of the topics. Okay. Marketplace Christians, marketplace Christians, primary purpose in business, disciple making, companies, value creation, as you mentioned, innovation, competition, management, profit, marketing and sales, customer care, quality control, accounting and accountability, productivity, systems, human resource, business law, risk management. That's an entire degree. How are you covering that in one course? So it's not obviously not going to be exhaustive, but really looking at sort of the biblical themes that underlie each one of those so that if you were to go and I mean, what I really want people to walk away with from this course is that if somebody asks you, uh, what does the Bible say about marketing and sales? Because that's a question I get a lot. And I would imagine you get that question a lot as well, Jim, is how do I sell as a Christian without selling my soul? And, and so that would be one of the areas and, and marketing. And I, as we've talked about uh, and, and gone through the book, marketing like Jesus, I mean, we have the greatest marketer, greatest influencer in all of history to learn from, as an example. Uh, and I agree. I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, I'm thinking, I thought you were going to write, you know, do 10 or 20 courses when you said all the things you're going to cover. I, I think this is going to lay up the groundwork for some future coursework. Yes, I hope so. And I believe so. And, and because I think we need to take this conversation into the more nuts and bolts of if my work matters to God, how does it matter to God? And how does each facet of my work matter to God? 
Well, and it's the excellence. I mean, it's that if if our work matters to God, then he wants it to be excellent because everything God did was with excellence and complex and it made sense and it interconnects with the other parts of his creation. So, I mean, he, God expects us to be really thinking through this stuff. So, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you that yeah. you get to do this. I mean, this. and it's about more than... It's about more than just sort of being an honest person, although that it really is the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that make that's just good business. Um, but there are, it's not being a Christian in business isn't just about um, kind of giving up things and letting people run over you. It's actually about setting the standard, which is what discipleship is all about. As Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So how do you imitate Christ as a business owner? Right. I mean, and, and putting that in writing and then saying, really, you want me to do that? And you got to agree to it. I mean, it's a whole submission to Jesus's lordship in your life and getting that done. Hey, we're talking with Darren Shearer today from theologyofbusiness.com and highbridgebooks.com. You got to check Darren out. He's got phenomenal resources out there for you. And now he's developing a a course at the Christian Leaders Institute, which we just heard from Henry Ryenga about it, that you can find out, you can actually get all kinds of marketplace ministry focused training. It, it's really a, a degree training at ChristianLeadersInstitute.com. I really keep wanting to say leadership, but it's ChristianLeadersInstitute.org. ChristianLeadersInstitute.org. Darren, what else do you want our listeners to know about what you're working on on that Biblical Standards of Businesses class? Yeah, another takeaway and and what I'm trying to do is to discover what does it mean to be a disciple-making company. And the conclusion I've come to is that a disciple-making company disciples the people within the company, disciples the industry, and even disciples the community around it. And, And so that's as we set the standard, which is Jesus, and discover what does the Bible say and how do I apply the ways of God in business, we are actually going to be discipling companies, which has to be done before we can truly disciple entire nations, which is what the Great Commission is all about. Not just discipling individuals, but going to all the world, make disciples of all nations. And, and it's really, I mean, because Jesus was doing that. Most people think, okay, we see how he's interacting with individuals, but his industry was the, the real, quote unquote religious industry. And he rewrote it. He rewrote the book. He, he destroyed religion because it was all about money, power, control. He goes, no, it's about me. It's about my heavenly father. It's about following me. It's not about you. <laughs> I mean, right. he rewrote the book on religion. It was incredible. Uh, and I don't use the word religion very lightly, but I know that that's what he, he just destroyed religiosity and said, no, it's about a relationship. Uh, and it impacted everywhere he went. All right. So when you look, Darren Shear, at the faith and work movement in our country, as you talk to people on podcasts and you interview people that are writing books and you see all that the Lord is doing in and around the United States of America, what is it you see most recently about how God is using people and preparing people to help people connect what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their nine to five. I I think one of the most, the thing that stands out to me uh, that was probably different maybe a decade ago is the rate of entrepreneurship uh, that I see and people starting businesses uh, that are 
ultimately disciple-making companies. I don't know. I want to give them that language so that they can understand how does their business uh, make an impact for Christ if they don't already have some sort of biblical framework for what, but they want to make, especially with the millennials, they want to make an impact. They want to do something significant. And so I think a lot are kind of going sort of the nonprofit uh, donor supported route um, because they think that you can't necessarily make that kind of impact in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But I think there are many others that are starting those businesses that are based on biblical values. So I think the entrepreneurship, uh, particularly among the millennials, is the most exciting thing to me versus trying to kind of upend uh, these big, long-standing organizations. I'm seeing people starting new uh, companies that God is birthing. It's exciting. Darren Shearer with HighBridgeBooks.com, TheologyOfBusiness.com. Thanks for once again being an I Work For Him. My pleasure, Jim. Thanks again. Make sure you check out Darren online, theologyofbusiness.com, theologyofbusiness.com. Engage with him. Check out all the resources on his website. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. 